abide by them. This is Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. We go across FM, the whole of Yorkshire, DAB, Greater Manchester, Birmingham and Glasgow. You might be listening on an app on your phone or you might be listening online, www.radiosangam.co.uk. I'm Dr. Henna. Today I am joined by the absolutely awesome, awesome comedian and I am a fan. It's Tez Ilias. Whoop, whoop. Listen, what do I call you? Do I call you Doc? Do I call you... Just you... call me Henna. Henna? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. um, yeah, yeah. Hen party? Um, <laughs> whatever you want. Um, so you've been, you've been BBC iPlayer, Comedy Store, BBC Asian Network. Um, you've done the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, you've done the Test Talks on BBC Radio 4. You've been eight in the awesome man like Mobin. I'm sure that some people must have seen that. And then you've been doing 10 o'clock on Channel 4. Mm. Anything else to add to that CV? <laughs> I'm an uncle, so I've got seven nieces and nephews. Eight, actually, nieces and nephews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I used to be a civil servant. Um, and yeah, I think that probably about covers everything. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people might not know that you've actually got a degree in science, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a bachelor's in bi- yeah. in biochemistry yeah, yeah. and a master's in management. Yeah, so I, I think people don't know that about you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so um, clever as well. Okay, not 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 my words, everyone. That I didn't say that. Doc, she's the doctor, uh, so she did look at me and thought You've got to be and diagnosed me as clever. So I'll take that. Thank you, doc. You've got to be clever to have a degree in science. I would say that because I've got. I'm not going to. I'm just going to throw it. I've got I three. I wouldn't necessarily. I've say got three that. degrees. Oh wow! Only three. What you got? Medicine. <laughs> so I've got yeah, I've got a BSc honors in physiology. Wow. I've got a master's in human nutrition. Wow. I've got a, a degree in medicine. Yeah. I'm doing a diploma in cardiology just now. When are you going to stop? Um, just bus. Yeah, well, yeah. I know everything. Learning. I know everything now. No, no. Well, the more you know, the more you, the more you know, the more you realise that you don't know. So it's a constant learning. Constant you know what? Learning my, curve. You know what my favourite saying is, <laughs> is that we've never been in a time where people are more knowledgeable, where information has is more abundant, and yet there's a real lack of wisdom. And actually, probably wisdom is more important than knowledge. Yeah, it's you true. You said that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Tezilia said that. <laughs> 2020, you can quote me on that. Of course. It's one of my originals. So what we're going to do today, Tez, is um, we're going to answer the question, is laughter the best medicine? Okay. So that's what we're going to do today. All right. So what I'm going to do throughout this time that you're here, I'm going to ask you true or false questions. Okay. So I'm going to say, is this true or false? And okay. then I just want you to tell. I know these like actual black and white answers. Yeah, you. Well, I just want you to guess if it's true or false, and then I'll give you the answer. All right, take it. If that's a, if that's all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here. And then at your in disposal. between, in between that, we'll ask you some questions just cool. about your life, about yeah. you. Cool. Um, we can both identify with what it's like being northern. British, Muslim, mm. from Pakistani background family. Yeah, so I'm hoping yeah, that we can have a bit of a chat. Just about like that a well. 
اسلامباد Dr. Henna on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. If you want to WhatsApp into the studio or if you want to text, it's the same number uh, while we're talking. It's 07444202155. Don't worry, we've given Tez some green tea, so he's enjoying his green tea while he's here. Thank you. So, Tez, do you think it's true or false? Laughter relaxes the whole body. Is that true or false? Relaxes the whole body. I mean, I feel like the actual answer is probably true, but my instincts say false. No, so it's true. So a good hearty laugh mm-hmm. relieves physical tension and stress, and it actually leaves the muscles of the body relaxed for up to 45 minutes afterwards. Does that... include a fake laugh like if i just laugh now does know. that count or does it have to be like a genuine like will my I'm brain gonna, be able to be like no you trick you're trying to trick me now i'm going to say that it probably has to be a genuine genuine laugh okay but i don't know that wasn't part of the research that i read didn't say it has to be no cuz i heard laugh. therapy where they just laugh laughter therapy yeah yeah and like i doubt it there's a comedian doing the therapy they probably just like to start <laughs> laughing now yeah no you're right so maybe it is just yeah. as long as you laugh you can just trick, you can trick your brain into thinking yeah. that you're actually laughing so anyway so that's true listeners <laughs> so, so, so Tez is practicing it now um, so laughter actually relaxes the whole body um, so it's good for you in that sense we're going to talk about another couple of things where it's good for you as well um, Tez what was it like um, growing up as a British Pakistani Um, in the north of England what was it like for you interesting um it's weird because i don't exactly know what it's like in huddersfield or that part of the world but in I, i'm guessing it's not that dissimilar because i guess you're not a million miles from bradford but like i grew up in a very asian area so i grew up in a very insular british asian community so in blackburn you got your white people and then you got your asians with a few, very few uh black families and your Asians are split into Pakistanis and Indians and the majority of the Indians are Gujarati Muslim not 100% but I probably say about 90 plus percent are Gujarati Muslim as opposed to other parts of the country where you obviously got a lot of Hindus and Sikhs and stuff but in Blackburn specifically is a lot of Gujarati Muslims in it so 
that's I grew up in that community. Mm. So when I went to school, I went to school with white kids. I went to school with Asian kids, and those Asians were all, apart from one or two people, Kalpesh and Dila, big up. Everyone else was Muslim, uh, and so I never felt a sense of like. I guess not being part of a community or whatever because I always was and, and I was fortunate enough to go to quite a mixed school so I didn't go to because I know a lot of my friends growing up they just went to schools that were like majority Asian so like 90% plus Asian schools on that but my primary school and high school were probably if not 50-50 close enough uh, so I think that was quite good in you know interacting with the other half of the population in Blackburn um, and I think that made things a bit easier when I went to university and stuff and you know met people from a more sort of I guess mainstream in Britain background quite a lot of mm. middle class white kids that I went to uni with and stuff I think that that grounding helped me but it was interesting you know a lot of a lot of I look back now and I think oh god there's a lot of racism but I think because we're more educated now we have more tools to like deal with that stuff yeah. like the conversation has moved on we have more vocabulary to deal with all that stuff whereas back then you kind of just surviving and living day to day you don't always deal with what's in front of you but then in hindsight you think oh yeah that happened and maybe that was a bit problematic and stuff but no one spoke like that back then obviously when something obvious and racist happened you'd recognize that but then all the little things that we now know that was all yeah microaggressions mm. and uh, macroaggressions even that mm-hmm. weren't necessarily labeled as as you know, racist structures which weren't necessarily talked about at least they weren't at least I didn't hear about it back in the 90s and early noughties and stuff and we now have more the language to talk about the things all that stuff was happening in the 90s of course but I didn't I just didn't recognize it so yeah it was interesting now looking back yeah um we're going to talk a little bit in a little bit um about um uh, me hearing myself uh even within within uh, the work that I do where w- they talk about the Asian community black community ethnic community as being hard to reach the hard to reach population oh, yeah. so I'm g- we're going to talk about that in a little while um as well and then um I'm going to ask Taz another question and then we're going to play a song um so the next question is uh do you think laughter boosts the immune system so the the you know what the immune system is. I do know what the immune system. Um, I'll tell the listeners the immune system in very very basic terms is uh, the system and one of its main jobs is to fight off infection. So do you think that laughter boosts the immune system? I'm gonna say yes. True. Yeah. So I'll give you the answer after we play a song. Um, so I'm gonna play. Uh, something about Rahat Fateh Ali Khan with Nusra Fateh Khan uh, it's called Mary Rashke Kumar um, if you're just tuning in now where have you been for the last few minutes it's Dr Henna on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM across Yorkshire we go out on DAB across Greater Manchester Birmingham Glasgow we're on an app actually you can now even listen on your Amazon speaker we're on um, TV radio now as well um, so we'll be back after this song um, I'm we'll be with Tazilias. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Henna on Radio Sanger 107.9 FM. I'm in the studio for anybody who's not been listening with Tez Ilias, the awesome comedian Tez Ilias, and I am actually a fan and I actually personally asked him myself to come on this show. This wasn't organised through Radio Sangam. Um, Tez, before yes. we, before the song, I asked you um, if laughter strengthens the immune system. 
And I said true. Yeah. So that is true. So laughter decreases, uh, in simple terms, the stress hormones and does actually increase the immune cell um, and and the infection-fighting antibodies. So in effect, it actually helps improve disease. You know what? Tell this to all the auntie and uncles, yeah? Because the amount of times I had done the bandgar when you're trying to have a laugh and that with your, with your cousins and that and they're like, quietly eat and that and you're like, no, I'm trying to boost my immune system actually, Daya. All right, shut up. You've got some maybe don't, sh- maybe, maybe don't say shit up. Maybe don't say shit up. Yeah. Um, going along from that, what was people's reactions to you when you said, I want to be a comedian? After doing this science degree and yeah, this yeah, master's... Yeah. I did everything right, in it. Mm. Um, I, I did the science degree. I got a master's. Got a really good job down in London in the civil service. Graduate program, all that. So I was doing all the right things. Um, and then I just, you know, stumbled into stand-up comedy. Became a serious hobby. And then obviously I told people and they were like, but you're not funny. Oh. No, did I say that? Some people said that. Some people were like, huh? What do you mean? You didn't stand That doesn't make any sense. Because for us, where we grew up as well, being a standard comedian actor, that's like a... It's not for us, isn't it? It's not a thing that people like us are supposed to do or can do. Even how do you start doing... Because before I did it, I, 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 I would have had no idea. So how you even... you doing... So many times. Yeah, yeah. So many times. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, I remember the first person I told was my cousin. My exact same age. Like, you know, my, like my best friends growing up and stuff. And, uh, you know, your cousin are your best friends, innit? Your yeah, first best friend yeah. when you grew up and stuff. So we my were the same, we were the same tutor group at school and everything. And so, you know, we grew up having a laugh together. So he knows me more maybe than other people do necessarily. Mm. And what I'm like and, and how silly I am and how much of a laugh I love having. So I told him and he did this thing where you're like, I said to him, oh, bro, I've started doing stand-up comedy. And he did this thing where he cleaned out his ear and he went, sorry, I just want to, sorry, I thought you said you're doing stand-up comedy. I must have misheard you. What did you say? And I went, you funny guy. Yes, I'm doing stand-up comedy. And he was like, well, okay. Okay. I mean, that, well, I don't know what that means, but good luck to you. And But when I told my mum, she was a bit like, really? Why? But I think because I was, yeah, yeah. I think because I was in London though and I was away from family and yeah. essentially I had no one to be like, where, where are you going? what are you doing, what time are you coming home, I could just go out and pursue this hobby and this career, this side career, without anyone saying, don't go out, come back home at this time or whatever. So I was able to do that, luckily. And I know, like, if I was living at home in Blackburn and I wanted to, it, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind, but if it had done, it would have been much more difficult. Mm. But because I, was away, because I was away from home and stuff, like, you know, I didn't have someone, anyone breathing down my neck. So I just carried on doing it. And I think eventually, by the time I started doing a bit of BBC stuff, initially on the radio, yeah. that's when they started recognising, oh, BBC, we've, we've heard of that. So we've we know what that, that means. Whereas if I was like, oh, I'm doing, you know, a professional slot at the Glee Club or the comedy store, it doesn't mean anything to them. Yeah. But when it's like BBC, they're like, acha, okay. Sure. Okay, yeah. take it, take it, take it. What was your family's reaction when you did um, TV stuff? So when you started doing things like Man Like Mobile, things like that? Yeah, I think by the time... I mean, family are weird, isn't it? Like, family came on board, really. Not the younger generation so much, because they were all family already exciting. But I'd say, like, slightly the older generation. They all came on board when other people told them they really liked what I did. It's a classic thing, isn't it? Yeah. So when other people are like, oh, we really like what your son does, we like the messages that he gives out, we love this TED talk, we love his comedy, we love that he makes people laugh, but he's also got maybe a deeper message hidden in between his comedy and stuff. Then, you know, my mum was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, people like what he does, that's sure. okay, cool, cool, I'll relax then. Whereas before that, I was like, what are you doing? We know in, we know in Asian communities, you haven't made it till your mum tells you that she's proud of you. Yeah, exactly. And she told me that now. <laughs> took a while, though. <laughs> I think, and I think it, it was really, if, if she's honest, 
it'd be because like other people were going I really like what your son does yeah I still do that now with my mum so everything that I do and she's listening now she always messages into Salam alaikum Andy. Um and I always whenever I do anything I say are you proud of me and she's like yeah of course I was I'm just checking just checking I never asked that what if they say no they're not going to say no no I never what if they did though I'd be yeah, gutted they're not going to say no and then what was the reaction with your Channel 4 show Amazing, Same. yeah, yeah, amazing. Because obviously, that, cause obviously that came a bit later. They came mm. to every show, so my mum came to the last one. Awesome. My dad came to the first two. Um, my sisters came to all three, and I had a couple of cousins come and stuff. So that was amazing. Also, because I was filming it in, it was very important for me to film it up north because most television gets made in London. And I was like, no, that sh- this show needs to be made up north in it. So we made it in Manchester. Brilliant. So it was so it was closer to like my family and stuff. But yeah, they, yeah, that was amazing. Um, and how do how do you feel knowing that they're watching you? How does that make you? That's feel? That's harder yeah. when you when you've got. I mean, comedy's hard enough as it is. Yeah. Stand up comedy, uh, you know, when you've got no second takes and stuff, and you're just doing it in front of a live audience, and they're watching you in real time. Yeah. It's the, one of the hardest things you can do. Uh, but when you've got people you know in the audience, yeah. it's much harder. Like put me in front of a thousand strangers, and I'm cool. Put me in a room of 100 people and I know 20 of them, then it's hard. Because I think I agree with you um, because if I'm doing a talk like at a conference or anything, I'm like, I don't know anyone here, it doesn't matter. But then when you're like talking and you're like, or you see a friend, you're like, oh, um, uh, and then you're like, right, I'm going to just ignore you. And then um, sometimes you don't even tell people that you're doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ninety percent of the stuff that I do, I don't tell people because I'm like, I'm just, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing my job. Whereas yeah. you know, the 10 percent of stuff that's super exciting that they want to know. Then I tell them. People are like, "Oh, tell me when you've got a gig." I'm like, three times a week." Yeah. Like, it's, that's not when because they think that going to a gig. Oh, so you always got a gig this week. It must be a big deal. It's like, no, that's my job. Like club gigs. Yeah. You know the comedy store, Glee yeah. Club, Hot Water Comedy Club. Yeah. It's all yeah. I yeah. do them every single weekend. Yeah, yeah. So when you say tell me when you ask me when am I in your area, then I let you know in it. Not when you got a gig. I got a gig in Glasgow next week. Are you coming? No. So <laughs> ask me the right question in it. Yeah, and do you have friends that do you have friends that do actually come and watch you like around the country? Are you kind of like, no, this is my job. You don't need to do that. No, I'm very much uh, fly solo because I started off flying solo, so I'm very much fly solo now. Obviously, when I'm in certain areas, because I got cause I went to uni and stuff, and I did Camp America with a lot of British people. I've got mm-hmm. friends all over the country. So when I'm in specific areas, then you know I've got mates that I can hang out with, and they might come. They might come to the show and stuff, but. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, I, I fly solo, really. I'm going to vouch for that because um, this morning when Tez arrived, I was expecting... I even said to you, like, where's the rest of your... Where's where's your crew? <laughs> I was expecting him to walk in with an entourage and he's like, no, it's just me. I don't <laughs> go anywhere with anyone. Like, occasionally if I'm in London, my management might come. But um, but otherwise, no, I fly solo. I'm getting loads of messages. Um, the last one says, please tell Tez that he's ace. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Who's and, that? Um, I don't know. We'll have a look in a minute. Oh, it's my cousin, Uzma. He Uzma, said, thanks, Uzma. Um, and my mum said, Wa Islam, I am very proud of you. Me? <laughs> I don't know. She no, might me, be I proud she of means, you. I think she means me. I'm sure she means you I think well. she means me. <laughs> um, right, um, I'll be back after this song. Um, it's called Dance Duro, um, just to get everyone in the feel-good mood. <clears throat> um, Tez, will be, Tez will still be here with me. I won't let him go. Thank you. Hello, 
Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. This is Dr. Henna. I'm in the studio with Tezilias. I'm getting some awesome messages on 07444 202 155. Pfizer says, some people say the more you laugh, the more you cry. What's that about? (laughs) Pfizer, that's true, isn't it? Like, sometimes... You laugh so much, and then you just start crying. And I remember so at uni, te- tears of laugh, tears of happiness, tears of joy. Yeah, yeah. so this is not, these are not bad tears. No, so, yeah, that's fine. Well, I think there are no bad tears because you shouldn't keep things locked up inside. You should express yourself, even if it's sad. Don't keep it locked up, yeah. especially men, boys. Yes, especially so I, I mean, I talk, it? I talk a lot. Uh, I talk a lot about mental health issues. Um, especially men, Asian people, mm. men. So I talk a lot about that. Anyway, so in the in the second hour, because uh, Tez unfortunately can't stay. So um, after after eleven o'clock, I will be talking a little bit about mental health, and I will be talking a little bit about other things as well. So I do I do talk about that a lot, and it is really important. And I'm glad that you mentioned that, um, Tez. Um, you've had. I just want to tell you, you've had a few messages saying he's ace. Um, Sana said laughter really is the best medicine. Love listening to you. Um, my my mum sent another message saying I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying this the show. Um, Uzma said tell him his ace, and then people are saying excellent points. Yasin, hello, and thanks for all the messages that are coming in. Um, I will try and respond to them um, after Tez has left because I just don't have time just now. Tez, mm. is it true laughter diminishes pain? Mental pain or physical pain? Physical pain. Laughter different. I didn't think of it in the way pain. of um, mental pain. Um, I mean, I, I feel like the way these questions are going, I'm going to say true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you just quiz I've ever done in my life. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the best person. I'm, I'm giving it all away. You're not the greatest quiz master. No, no, I'm not the greatest quiz master. Um, so laughter triggers the release of um, basically, let's call them chemicals. They're called endorphins, mm. and they promote um, an overall self- sense of well-being, and they can actually temporarily relieve pain, physical pain. So that is true. Um, um, let's go to a quick. So, if, if your yeah. child hurts themselves, the best thing to do is try and make them laugh. Yeah, yeah. Hear that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so don't model 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 them. Just tell them a joke. Some somebody somebody messaged in just now saying that that, that it's true. People do say about the dance card kick. I know. That, <laughs> People yeah. do say that. They do say that. Um, I'm like, no. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to hide my pain. <laughs> Um, so as I, as I told you before, I'm uh, I've got a special interest in cardiology. Mm. Um, does do you think laughter protects the heart? I mean, let's say yes. True. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's just say I say true to every question you're going to ask so me. Some research has shown that laughter improves the function of the blood vessels, increasing blood flow, which can help protect you against heart disease. All right. So you you don't know this, but you're actually. Basically, do the same job that I do. So I am <laughs> out lives? here oh. saving lives. Yeah, NHS heroes. Uh, Mum, what have you got to say now, me, John? Um, what's it been like, COVID nineteen for you? What's it been like? I can honestly say it. Right, I can tell you a bit about what it's been like for me. What's yeah, it been like for I can you? honestly say that I cannot recommend being in lockdown with an Asian mum enough. <laughs> honestly, it's the best. What did she do for you? Everything. Clean. Uh, like behind, like once the bathroom doors closed, that's my responsibility. I I take care of that stuff, but outside of that, everything. And I know that's not good because 
men, especially in our community, we should do more. Mm-hmm. We should be better at domestic stuff. But I'm just saying that she wants to do it, innit? <laughs> no, I make cups of tea for her now and again. I was going to say, I hope no, that you're no, looking make, after her no, as well. I make, no, yesterday I went shopping for her. Is she listening I today? I for her, for us. Is she listening? Um, let's say yes because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> so yes, she is. If she, well, you can, you can. Um, for, for anybody that's missing it, you can actually play this back. It goes on podcasts on All Radio right, Sangam and on Spotify. Love you, mummy, <laughs> and uh, thank you for looking after me these past gosh, six months now, isn't it? Uh, so Not yeah, sure. honestly, if there are any by any chance any white people listen to this, get yourselves on this mum because. Mm. It's the best. It's all about the desi mums. Yeah, yeah. So my mum actually came um, to help me in lockdown as well because I've got a little girl and her nursery, the, the, my little girl's nursery closed. Obviously, I couldn't go to work without my mum. Yeah. So I, I actually... So and you're thanks, a doctor, thanks so... Thanks me. So I didn't have... Um, so while everybody else was at home, um, I, I didn't stop doing what I was doing. I it was business. Well, I'm not going to say business as usual because it was a lot more stressful. Um, but yeah, we I carried on. But I you had a job. I had a job to do. Well, there's a yeah. thing. I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger. Did you? And my mum, you know, as soon as lockdown happened, and I lost, I lost my job in it because there's no comedy happening anymore. Did she say to you? She if was you'd like, have mm, been, mm, if, you'd have been if you were a doctor, doctor, you'd have a job by now, wouldn't it? And I was like, yeah, mum, that's true. <laughs> but if I was a doctor, I'd be on the front line being exposed to COVID-19. So actually, who's laughing now at me? <laughs> That's true. She wasn't. <laughs> it's true. Um, so it has been quite stressful for us. Um, I can but, imagine. But, I, but I've heard you um, talking on your comedy shows and you've always had respect for NHS workers. Um, so I uh, thank you for that. Awfully big because the public NHS, support means a lot. Um, what do you think about all that clapping nonsense? Um, so I'm in two minds about it. So mm. in one sense, I feel like the public have always supported the NHS um, and it was nice to get that kind of support. On the other side, <laughs> clapping isn't going to bring me some PPE to wear. So, it? you know, um, there's two sides to clapping, the story. Clapping doesn't generate funding. <laughs> no, so um, I'm very much in two kind of minds nah, about you, it. You know what happened one time? Yeah. I went out, did it for 10 weeks, didn't it? I went out once. It was like week eight. Because I, I forgot. Every, Did you, know, you have your donga and saucepan? No, this is the thing, right? I went out ready to like get involved in that. It doesn't do count my, unless do you clap, banged a, do my clapping and that, yeah. a doy with a saucepan. Well, I, I, I just came out with my hands in it. And uh, on my street where I live, no in, one. In, in Blackburn, there's about four white families and all the rest are Asian in it. Up in it. It's quite a long street as well. Please don't tell and me that Gassam, no one did Gassam, the clapping. I came out, yeah, week eight. Eight o'clock, came out. <laughs> I looked left and right. That's some of the only people that were outside with the white families in it. And I was like, oh my God, how come there's no opening out here clapping? I started overcompensating. I started giving people jobs they didn't have. I was like, oh yeah, oh, Rafiq is not clapping because he's a doctor in the, he's got on shift. So he's out. Oh yeah, Shabana, he's a the delivery driver, isn't he? So key, key worker is there. So big up Shabana on that. And I think Bori looking at me like, I haven't, you haven't asked. But it was uh, very embarrassing. I didn't go back out after that. I, I I would say that from what I've seen anyway, I think a lot of people have been supporting us. And I think for the first time in 10 years, um, I've had a lot of people saying thank you, which... That's nice. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Well, not that that's not the reason that you do the job, you. but it's just nice, isn't it? it? Is nice. Sometimes when it people nice. say thanks. Nice. thanks you know, when, when you read those nice messages yeah. about me, yeah. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I think it's nice to get support from people. But again, I just feel like we're doing our 
doing a job. It's a job that we do. Um, we didn't have the choice to say, I'm going to sit at home, I'm going to ride this one out. It yeah, just wasn't yeah, an option yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, what do you feel about um, thinking back over your life now to where you are right now? What advice would you give, Tess, to young Asian boys now growing up in this country? And, you know, it is fair to say that there are a lot of opportunities out there. Um, what advice would you give, like, directly to the young young Asians that are listening to us right now? Um, without sounding like too much of a cliche, I would say follow your dreams because... Like I do stand-up comedy, like it's it's mad in it. Like I'm a, I'm an actor. I do comedy. I get to come on cool shows like this, and this is what I do for a living. And if you told me at 15 years old, even when I was 21, 22, that this is what I'd be doing with my life, I'd have you sectioned. I'd be like, "What are you on about? Yeah. Like, what? Shall I become an astronaut as well? Like, are you mad?" Yeah, yeah. And so I would say, follow your dreams, and there will be, throughout your life. And it doesn't have to be this. I'm not saying it has to be this. But whatever it is, you could be a business idea. could be you want to be a doctor, whatever it is you want to do, right? Mm. Follow your dreams because there will be people in your life and it'll be your parents, it'll be your siblings, it'll be your chachi chachiya, it'll be your uh, friends, it'll be your teachers even sometimes who say to you, oh, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Oh, yeah, you, you're, you're, you won't be right for that. No, that's not you though, innit? We don't do that. Mm. And there'll be people constantly telling you that throughout your whole life. Mm. Ignore them. Unless it's illegal, then obviously listen. I'll tell you a story quickly. When I was in sixth form college, my college tutor, won't name who it was, told my mum, why is she thinking about a career in science or medicine when your type just get married and she'll just be at home, she'll be a housewife, so why Why the aspirations? Mad, isn't it? Instead of encouraging you, instead of lifting you up, instead of saying... It still happens, instead of say, Instead of saying, like, you know what, Henna, fight the system, innit? Mm. I've heard this about your community I don't know if that's going to be you but you fight that because you've got brains and you should go as far as you can obviously she doesn't know your domestic setup in it and the fact that your mum is encouraging you to go out then mm -hmm. so that's really bad that she stereotyped you anyway mm. but even if she's thinking that mm. for to you though she should be encouraging you and lifting yeah, yeah. you up and being like listen don't be part of that system in it don't be a statistic don't be that girl who gets four years at A levels and then doesn't do anything with it Like so we're telling people from me and you just go out there, follow your dreams. Ignore your dreams. the haters. Cliche, follow your dreams. Ignore the haters. And I don't mean haters as in like people who are giving you, trolling you and stuff. I mean people who are doubting you, people who are putting doubts in your mind, people who are telling you that you can't do things. No, try it anyway. Even if if you reach for the stars and you don't quite achieve that, you might land on the moon. And that's pretty decent, isn't it? It's a nice view from there. So I hear a lot about Asian people being hard to reach population. <laughs> I hear a lot about Asian people we're not integrating into society enough what do we feel about that Tess? Well I'll speak you know me I've, sp I've spoken about this a lot you know yeah. we can't be not integrating and everywhere at once you guys are everywhere and not integrating how does that make any sense? So uh, I think it's a lot of nonsense I think actually it's they don't want integration they want um, assimilation that's what they want they want you to be the same as everyone else and we're not the same Mm. But that doesn't mean that we don't do the jobs that everyone else does. We should celebrate. celebrate exactly. Celebrate difference, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, it'd be so boring if everyone was just beige and listening to Mumford and Sons, isn't it? It'd, yeah. Life would be well boring. So actually celebrate those little idiosyncrasies about life and, mm. and the fact that, oh, we eat slightly different stuff to you or we have a slightly different culture to you guys. When my whatever. dad came to England, uh, my dad sadly passed away um, uh, in 2011. But when he first came... 
Um, I remember him telling me stories about when he used to go to work. Uh, before he set up a business, he used to work in factories. Mm. And um, good old he, North, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He used to um, take food from home and he used to have to hide to eat it because people would, would complain of the smell of curry. Mm. And then fast forward to 2020, would say curry is the kind of um, the national dish. National dish. So that's how much t- kind of difference it makes. Well, there was, there was an amazing uh, sketch in the. I think it was the late eighties, early nineties, by um, Ron Atkinson, Mr. Bean. So he wasn't playing Mr. Bean. He was, he was in a sketch show, mm. and he was in Parliament pretending to be like a politician and stuff. And he's like, "Well, you know, now that we've got their food, uh, do we really need them?" <laughs> and that's basically what it is. It's like, but it's similar <laughs> stuff with the Black Lives Matter movement, isn't it? It's like. People love black culture. People love black music. People love how they dress. People love how they speak. Everyone always copies the slang and the lingo. And everything got to do with black culture, people are always biting on. But actually, when it comes to actually black people, black lives, people are not as interested. So it's like, well, no, you can't celebrate the culture and ignore the people that the culture comes from. Yeah, totally. And similarly agree. with us, you know, if, if there's parts of Asian culture that people really enjoy, yeah. then people are part of that. Now, I'm really, really aware that you're going to have to go in a couple of minutes. Um, so before you go, I mm. mean, I've, I've seen, I follow you on social media, so it's at Tez Ilias on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm at Dr. Henna and at Henna Anwar on Twitter, if anyone else, if anyone wants to follow me. Um, you've talked about a, a big announcement coming up, but you're not able to really tell me much about it. It's, so yeah, tell but me I've got, anything about it. Listen, what will be Sunday? Tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 24 hours. Yeah. So basically tomorrow... You can either sign up to my mailing list at tezilias.com yeah. so you'll hear it earlier yes. or just tune into my socials at Tez Ilias yeah. on Twitter or Instagram or just Tez Ilias on Facebook yeah. and I'll be making a big announcement around lunchtime, mm-hmm. around noon maybe yeah. slightly, just slightly after that uh, just letting you know something big and exciting that I've been working on for a little while, or an hour after, because we we like to go with it an hour after. Of time. course, of course. <laughs> well, it'll be it'll be dead. It's not like I'm just going to say it at twelve. Twelve and then, one o'clock. Obviously, it'll, it'll be a post. So, so a big announcement. So a big up. announcement. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, t- I've told you what it is, yeah, and it is exciting. Yeah, but I'm so, not allowed to say anything. Uh, yeah, tune in, and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll but be as excited exciting. about it as I am. Yeah, and I am too. Thank um, you, Tez. Um, we've got about a minute. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming in. I've had probably the most messages. Um, I started doing this show in ju- end of June, July. No, July. Sorry, I only started doing this show in July, um, and I've been building up my follower list. Um, you know, like my listeners. Sorry, um, and this is the most messages that I've had is Aww. when I've had you. No, it's all here. you, not me. They're, um, all, they're, all, they're so all just love you. Thank you that. so much for coming in. Um, so we need to answer the question, don't we? Um, yes. So the question was, um, is laughter the best medicine? What would we say? I would say false. <laughs> because listen, yeah, if I break my arm, yeah, yes. and I start laughing, yeah. it's not going to heal the fracture, is it? Yeah. Or if I got cancer, stage four on that, me laughing it is not going to make the tumour go away, in it? I was going to swear then. My, my, tum- <laughs> my laughter is not going to make the tumour go away, in it? So laughter helps to a point. Yeah, But it can make you live longer. Okay. Some That's some nice. evidence shows that laughter can help you live longer. Um, so let's say laughter is one of the best medicines. Yes. Tez, you're doing an awesome job. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to me and spending your Sunday morning, uh, part of your Sunday morning with you. Tez's going to have to go. I was going to try and get him to stay here till 12 because I'm on till 12. Um, but he's not able to do that. Because I'm going to Birmingham. I'm going to Birmingham for yep. a show. 
and I have to be there. The show starts at three, so I've got to just be there a bit earlier. But Tez, otherwise, awesome. I would love to. Follow Tez on Instagram, follow him on Twitter, follow him on Facebook, watch out for his announcement. I'm at Dr. Henna on Twitter and Henna Anwar on, um, uh, sorry, Henna Anwar on Twitter and at Dr. Henna on Instagram. Um, I'll be back after news ads and things after 11. We're going to talk about a few of the health things. Can I got one um, last message to yes, everyone? Yes, yes, yes. Listen, all the undia listening, yeah, including your mum, yeah, stop sharing bugwas on WhatsApp to each other. Honestly, the amount of stuff that my mum tells me, yeah, that, oh, yeah, I heard this thing. I'm like, where, mum, where did you hear this? Because, oh, it's just on WhatsApp. And I'm like, mum, why are you believing everything that you hear? You know, the best one she goes to me, she goes, oh, Pakistan, which is not Dr. Bandi Numar Vandin pe. COVID. I didn't bust COVID that if you don't have an injection, they can march for them. If you don't have a I'm like, Mom, why are you talking? Who's giving them money? It doesn't make any sense. I'm going to talk about some conspiracy theories um, after 11. So dumb. It makes me so mad. Yeah, I know what you mean. How um, to reach. Go on WhatsApp groups, innit? They're they, they there. Tez, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to have a quick chat with you off air now as well. For all the listeners, thank you for all your messages. I will respond to you, but I've got to play some ads now. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You can also listen online at www.radiosingham.co.uk or download Radio Singham app. This is Dr. Henna on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. I've been here since 10 o'clock and I did an interview with the awesome comedian Tez Ilyas. If you missed it and you wanted to listen to it or you want to listen to it, you can actually listen to it later on www.radiosangam.co.uk and all of my shows get put on Spotify as well as podcasts so you can listen to it like that as well. Thank you to everybody who was listening before and has sent me messages. It's been really, really nice to get those messages and I passed on all the messages to Tez as well, all the positive comments that came in about him. I was answering the question is laughter the best medicine now I talked about some of the benefits of laughter so let's just go through those quickly and I think it's fair to say that although laughter is probably we can't say that it's the best medicine for everything because obviously you need other things but it certainly does help and what I was trying to promote here is the importance of looking after your mental health in the sense of enjoying yourself and having a good time and of course kind of comedy comes into that so they say that laughter is good for the health and there is this is all evidence that I've uh, researched for the show so they say that laughter relaxes the whole body a good hearty laugh can relieve um, relieve physical tension and it can relax the body up to 45 minutes they say that laughter can boost the immune system laughter can trigger the release of the body's natural feel-good hormones which are called endorphins and they promote an overall sense of well-being and can actually temporarily temporarily relieve pain 
Laughter can protect the heart. So there's some evidence that shows that laughter improves the function of blood vessels, which is just interesting to read, isn't it? And there is a bit of research that I read where it showed that laughter can actually protect you from a heart attack and other cardiovascular problems. The other things that I didn't get to talk about with Tez is um, a couple of other points as well that I read while I've been researching this show. So I read that laughter can burn calories. So obviously, I mean, I'm not saying it's a replacement for going to the gym, of course, but one study has found that laughing for 10 to 15 minutes can a day can burn approximately 40 calories, which I suppose if you did it every day, it would be enough maybe to lose three or four pounds in the course of the year. So it's not like amazing, but it's better than nothing, isn't it? The other thing that laughter can do is they say that it can help diffuse, you know, a bit of anger. So instead of, um, you know, feeling that kind of anger, it can actually, if you look at the funny side of things, in a sense, um, if you look at the funny side of things, that can actually help with your mood and can help um, put some problems into perspective and maybe even enable you to move on from confrontations if you try to kind of find a shared common something to laugh about. And I did actually read some evidence that showed that laughter may even help you to live longer. There's a study that was done in Norway that found that people with a strong sense of humour outlive those who don't laugh as much. And there, there was even a little bit of uh, evidence that showed that there was a difference for people in those battling cancer. I mean, I was quite surprised to read that. But overall, I wanted to say that... Um, having a good time having a bit of a laugh once in a while you know watching something that makes you laugh watching a comedian you know from a medical point of view as a doctor I would kind of promote that to do that to, to have a good time Um, you know watch something that makes you laugh talk to somebody that makes you laugh or you know makes you smile at least and they say as well that smiling uses, you know, um, it's, it just smiling at somebody um, can help make them feel good. Uh, it, it can promote them to smile back at you, which then, you know, again, that makes you feel good as well. So I, I guess I just wanted to talk about all of those things. And I thought it would be really like cool to do that with a comedian again. Between 10 and 11, I had comedian Ted Elias join me in the studio you're listening to Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. Um, we're on FM across the whole of Yorkshire. We're on DAB, Greater Manchester, Birmingham, Glasgow. Some people would want to listen to that show with Tez afterwards. So you can listen online by going to www.radiosangam.co.uk or you can listen on Spotify. And I've just recently found out myself and that's Radio Sangam is available on the Amazon smart speakers and on smart TVs as well. So it's pretty cool, isn't it? I'm getting everywhere. Um, I thought um, for the rest of the show, because I'm here till 12 o'clock, so I've got about a half an hour. I'll play a couple of songs. But in between that, I thought I'd just talk about another couple of things that I think are important kind of health wise at the moment with things that are going on. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about mental health and a little bit about other things that I think are important as well, like the flu vaccine and kind of what's happening with COVID-19. So I'll do that in kind of snippets over the next half an hour. Um, but I was really excited to be joined by 
Tez in the studio. Um, I'm a fan of his, so it was something that was quite nice for me to kind of get to meet somebody that I've been following over the years. Um, if you're just tuning in now, this is Dr. Henna on Radio Sangam. Um, I do a show from 10 till 11, usually on a Sunday morning every week. But today I'm doing 10 till 12, so sometimes I do 10 till 12 as well. So today I'm, I've been here, um, I'm here to, for the full two hours, so I'm here till 12 o'clock. Now I have had some messages um, from people and I'll just do a couple of really quick shout outs. So thank you, Mitazer, thank you, Kushbu in Bradford, thank you, Sana. Um, who's in uh, Leeds sorry Halifax not Leeds thanks mum thank you Pfizer thank you Uzma Um, I did tell um, him Uzma I I did say thanks for coming in and on behalf of listeners Um, uh, uh, Jahud thank you Um, um, somebody messaged in saying hashtag message to the aunties I thought that was funny I'm sorry I don't know who that is but you know I did tell him Um, right I'm going to play a song and I will be back after this with some kind of medical a bit more medical talk to Radio Sangam 107.9 FM. This is Dr. Henna. I've been here since 10 o'clock. I had an awesome interview with comedian Tez Elias um, between 10 and 11. If you missed it, please, please, please check it out later on www.radiosangam.co.uk or wait until it goes on Spotify. I um, I'm going to talk about a couple of health things now in the kind of last half an hour that I've got left and um, just things that I think are important. Now, before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to somebody um, who I've I've mentioned him before once, um, but he's been helping me to promote this show. And um, again, he'll be embarrassed me mentioning his name. But I just want to say thank you to Omar, who works at uh, Calderdale Royal Hospital. He is one of the GP uh, trainee program coordinators. He has helped me to promote this show and he's actually helped me um, to get some other doctors involved to help me do these shows over the coming weeks. Thank you so much, Omar. Thank you um, if you're listening to me because of Omar's messages or because of his promotion, then you know, um, you'll know that Omar is kind of one of these people in life that will just do anything for you. And I, I always love to celebrate people like that in life. Um, thanks um, for for listening thanks omar for doing that for me and omar actually got me featured in um, the newsletter <laughs> the newsletter of um, calderdale and uh, huddersfield um, nhs trust so i'm in their newsletter this week and um, then a friend of mine a friend of mine sent me a picture from the hospital showing me as the screensaver at the hospital so slightly kind of embarrassing but also a bit cool as well so I don't know how I feel about that but um, it wouldn't be possible without you Emma and thank you for helping me recruit doctors to come and do these shows so over the coming weeks and months I've got some really like good shows coming up and you know things that I hope will provide a lot of good information for people so next week I'm going to be talking about childhood cancers now it will be quite a difficult show um, because I'm going to be talking to somebody 
whose daughter has a diagnosis of cancer and I know it's going to be really upsetting but it is currently um in September's childhood cancer awareness month so I wanted to I wanted to show people that cancer as you know if you listen to me quite often that I do talk about cancer quite a bit and I talk about cancer awareness and it is actually childhood cancer awareness month so next week I'll be talking to a father whose daughter has a diagnosis of cancer so I know that it'll be quite upsetting the week after that, um, I'm going to be talking about CPR. So I'm going to have one of the consultants from Calderdale and Huddersfield Hospital coming in um, to speak about his role um, as, a, as an A&E consultant and the work that he does around CPR. Um, I'll also, coming up, I'll have shows about cosmetic um, procedures. Cause, uh, so I'll be doing something on that. I'll be talking about kidney disease. I'll be talking about palliative care. Um, and just loads of other issues I'll carry on with my theme of mental health because I do that all the way anyway uh, mental health and cancer because I think these are two things that are not really talked about enough within within our community um, I think it's important as um, doctors to just keep reminding people that we are here for you through the COVID-19 pandemic, your GP surgeries are open, the hospitals are open for urgent care, for things that need to be dealt with, for you know important things. We are here for you. If you have any worrying signs or symptoms, I've talked in the past about cancer symptoms. You know, I talk about it quite frequently. If you've got any bleeding from anywhere you shouldn't be bleeding from or if you're bleeding in between you know for for gynecology cancers if you're bleeding in between your periods if you notice a lump anywhere if you're losing weight if you're off your food you know for any symptoms at all you know please don't be scared to go and see your doctor that's what we are here for I've just had a message um, from somebody who's listening to me from Dubai. Thank you very much, Yasin. I know you were listening to the show with Tez earlier, and I missed you, I missed you out of the uh, when I when I spoke about some of the people that had been messaging me. But thank you, Yasin, from Dubai. I think um, I've had listeners from Pakistan uh, message me before, but I think you might be the first one who's messaged me from Dubai. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> Unfortunately, during COVID-19, we have seen or I have seen um, the rise in cases of people with low mood, people with depression and people with anxiety. I wanted to mention again, you know, as you know, I talk about mental health issues, but please, if you are suffering, please do not suffer in silence. Please speak to your doctor, speak to your friends, speak to your family, reach out to organisations that could provide support. Now, if you go on the NHS website, which is www.nhs.uk, there is, if you search mental health, there is actually a whole list of organisations, charity organisations that can help and support you. So you don't even need to speak to your doctor if you are suffering from low mood or anxiety issues. They, You can just directly do that. Or if you search these four letters, I-A-P-T, wherever you are listening to me from, if you search I-A-P-T, this will come up with a list of 
um, information or some information in your area where you can seek help. It's called Improved Access to Psychological Therapies. And you can actually, in a lot of areas now, you can actually just self-refer yourself um, for talking therapies, which I think are brilliant. I just wanted to kind of mention that uh, I think it's important for us to recognise that these mental health issues are on the increase. And I just wanted people to know that we are aware of it. But as your doctors, as your NHS doctors, your GP surgeries are open. We are open for appointments. I am working. I've been working the same days that I was working before. In fact, I've done extra you know if you need to speak to us we are here if you need to speak to doctors your gp your gp surgery is open despite whatever you might read on the news or on the media your gp surgeries are open there are appointments available they might be different to the appointments that you're used to before so you might be used to seeing somebody in person but this time you might get offered an appointment over the phone to start off with now if we feel after we speak to you on the phone or video i do video consultations as well if we feel or if I feel that I need to see somebody in person, I book them an appointment and I see those in person. OK, so I am seeing patients within my clinic. My colleagues are seeing patients within their clinics as well. You know, I've seen a little bit on the news about, you know, people worried about their GP surgeries not being open or even if we go down into tighter lockdown and um, you know if that's the case but that isn't the case and we are still open right I'm going to play a song now I'm going to dedicate it to my mum um, it's called Dumhiho it's by Arjit Singh and I'll be back after this to Radio Sangam 107.9 FM this is Dr Henna I've been here since 10 o'clock I'll be finishing soon at 12 um, I've got a few minutes left um, to talk about something else uh, just to explain what I did between 10 and 11 I interviewed the comedian Tez Ilias and it was awesome um, I'm a fan of his if you missed it you want to listen to it please go on the Sangam website and uh, search in the Mr Show and want to listen again or you can listen on Spotify um, if you want to message me outside of the studio because um, I know I've had a few messages into the studio I am on Instagram. It's at Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R dot Henna, H-E-N-N-A. I'm also on Twitter at Henna Anwar, H-E-N-N-A-A-N-W-A-R. And I do try to respond to messages on there when I can. And I have actually moved a bit of my show around to talk about the things that people suggest to me so I do encourage you to contact me if there's something that you want me to talk about. Now um, I'm just going to briefly mention I've got a couple of minutes left um, and then I'm going to play a song then it will go to the ads and everything. Um, I'm going to mention about the flu vaccine. Now since 2015 seasonal flu is estimated to have killed about 17,000 people here in the UK. The most comprehensive flu vaccination programme in England's history was announced by the government um, this year in July and it's being rolled out for this year. The expanded flu vaccination programme 
aims to protect even more vulnerable people and to help to protect them against catching the flu and developing serious complications. Now, obviously, this is something that I'm a little bit worried about because of the risk of kind of COVID and flu together. It kind of scares me a little bit. Um, so I would be encouraging people within, you know, the Asian community or any community, really, if you're eligible for the flu vaccine, please get it. You're eligible if you are, um, well, it used to be over the age of 65. Now, um, they are doing the 65 most practices are doing the, those people first but you will be eligible for uh, the vaccine if you're a, over the age of 50 um, so you know find out from your practice if they are able to offer that to you um, pregnant people people with certain medical conditions um, if you uh, are a healthcare professional but also people that have been shielding um, and then obviously children as well um, up to from the age of two up to year seven so you know um, I'm not going to talk too much about it because people know people know about the flu vaccine but I just want to mention uh, that I do think that it's important for people to get it now I always um and my show uh, talking about uh, or I mentioned a quote from Rumi um, this is one that I've mentioned before but I just wanted to mention it again um, because I've kind of talked about comedy and things and you know being with people that make you smile make you laugh um, so this week's Rumi quote is be with those who help your being I've been Dr Henna you've been listening to me on Radio Sangam 107.9 FM it's been an absolute pleasure to be here with you for two hours so um until next week i wish you peace and good health <laughs>